0: Hey there, welcome to the Home with Havila podcast. I'm so glad that you are here with us. This week on the podcast, we are right in the middle of an Advent series. We are going to be doing part three, which is the Candle of Joy. It is an awesome week, uh, and we're going to jump right into that in just a moment. If you haven't heard the first parts of this podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one and part two of this Advent series. This is a really special time of year. We are getting really close to Christmas and wherever you are in the world, uh, I hope and pray that you um, just feel the goodness of God and just the joy of what this time represents as we uh, celebrate the birth of Christ and His coming in human form, uh, so powerful, so amazing. and couple things real quick I want to remind you of before we hop into the podcast is our I Dream Big Bible study. If you have not yet signed up for it, you've got to do it. Uh, We are kicking it off January 1st. It's completely free. Uh, Havila does this every January. For the past, I don't know, almost 10 years now, she's done an annual Bible study this year's uh, is really going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be a year of dreaming big with God and how do we chase after the dreams that God has for us. And so I encourage you, sign up for that. It's truththetable.com, and you can find all the information. You can also um, get the optional book that just came out as well, uh, Havel's I Dream Big Bible Study book. You can find that on Amazon. All right, well, without any more waiting, we are gonna dive into part three of our Advent series.
1: Um, each candle represents a thousand years and we've been going through each, each week and now we're gonna light three of them. Uh-huh, and we're gonna leave the fourth one for, actually we're just light this one and, and not this one yet. So this one, can you like this one? But mom, it's Sunday. I know, but we have to like the white one first and then the red one next week. Perfect. Got it? All right. Grayson, thank you so much. You ready for me to teach you about Ivan? I know Ivan. <laughs> okay. Bye, kiddo. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> so, so this week is all about the joy candle, which is kind of fitting because Grayson, who is my joy kid, is here. And um, each week represents a thousand years. This is like a unique month. We don't usually teach like this, but I kind of have been enjoying so much of the teachings of Advent. And I don't know a lot about it, so I feel like I'm learning alongside of you, which is awesome. So, again, Advent is all about anticipating the coming. So, we're waiting for two types of coming. We're waiting for, well, we're symbolizing the coming of Jesus as a baby, God with us, Emmanuel, but we we'll also have a second advent, which is that he will come again, and we are anticipating that as well. The goal is that we have a deeper Christmas, a deeper realization of what is really happening other than the, the tree and the gifts and the parties, which I love, all of that, but to take us down a little deeper to realize that this is a spiritual moment, and we can actually connect with Jesus connect with God in a a profound way during this season without, well, without missing him. And I think it takes more intention these days more than ever to intentionally set ourselves up in anticipation, waiting for his coming. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about the encouragement of him coming and what he really uh, does on the earth. You know, we're kind of reading out of the book of Luke, which talks about, um, John the Baptist gathers, uh, He's gathering people, baptizing people. And I'm taking you actually to the book of Luke chapter three, verse 10. But basically what's happening is he's saying to them, he's beginning to tell them about repentance and that Jesus is coming. And then they turn around and they say, what must we do? So this week is about response. Last week is really, which we didn't talk about it because there's all different elements and angles you can hit these candles from. But one of the candles that you could have represented or looked at last week was about uh, what G- John was telling the crowd, which was to repent and to get it together and get ready. Um, this week is really their response. But this is really what I want to kind of touch on for a minute. In Zephaniah, we find that Jesus is prophesied. Now, remember, we've been saying this a lot the New Testament and the Old Testament are linked together. Every storyline that happened in the Old Testament is connected to the New Testament. You can find the first Adam, the second Adam. You can find, uh, there's just so much uh, civilization, but also prophetic word that links us to what's happening. So in Zephaniah, we find that Jesus is, well, he's prophesied by one of the prophets. And he says this, the King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. This is the cool part. For the first time, he's saying, listen, Jesus is in our midst. This is what the third candle represents. This is as we're getting closer to Christmas, all of a sudden, God is with us. Think about that fact when Mary is greeted by Elizabeth, her cousin, and her baby inside of her, John the Baptist, leaps when Mary gets in her presence. It's like all of a sudden, God is on the earth. He's in our presence. I was thinking about this. We used to follow this old school preacher many, many years ago, and Just had these profound miracles that followed him. But he had this kind of tradition that he would do where we would all be worshiping and there are thousands of people worshiping. And then all of a sudden he had a specific song that he would walk into with that song playing. And initially you didn't really know it, but as you begin to follow this speaker and this minister, you begin to realize that every time that song played, you knew he was going to walk down that aisle and come in the front row. But not just that, you knew God was going to break it. I mean, you could feel it. Miracles were getting ready. People were going to be delivered. We were going we to encounter the reality of Jesus Christ. And this is what's happening. It's almost as if we're, we're gradually moving through December to his birth. And all of a sudden, the song is playing. He is in the building. He's in the room. Jesus is in Mary's womb. He's getting ready to appear. And for the first time, God is going to be with us. He's no longer going to go through a priest or go through a prophet. No, no, no. God is going to be in our presence, God with us, to never leave us again. I mean, that is exciting. And so all of a sudden, when um, Zephaniah says, listen, the king of Israel, God, he's in our midst. He's saying, wake up. There's an awareness. God is here. He's coming. There's something happening. You know that anticipation, and so he's saying, raise your expectations. Like get excited. This is almost like what the scripture's saying is get excited. God is here. He's about to emerge. He's about to awaken something in us we have not encountered yet. So when he when John says that to them, guess what he says? The, the crowd says to him, So what are we supposed to do now? Now that you've said to repent, now that you've said there's one coming, I baptize you in water, but there's one that's coming that's more profound than I am, that's more significant than I am, what are we supposed to do? And John answers in a very practical sense. He doesn't say something prophetic or almost mysterious or mystical. Those are two words I tried to mix up. He says something really practical. He goes on and he says, listen, someone's hungry, give them food. Somebody's poor, give them money, give them your clothes. I mean, he just begins to tell them like, hey, do the thing in front of you that's practical to help prepare the way, which is do what's in front of you and do it well. And if you see a need, meet a need. If you see somebody who needs prayer, pray for them. Do what's in front of you to get prepared for the coming of Christ. And then we find that John makes it clear that there is one mightier coming, verse 16. He says, there is one who is coming that is mightier than I. He is supreme, in fact, I'm not even worthy of being his slave. I can only baptize you with this river, but he will baptize you in the spirit of holiness and in his raging fire. He says, listen, there is one mightier coming. You might think that what's happening right now is amazing. You might think that what's happening is like, wow, God did that. But let me tell you, it is pale in comparison to what's about to emerge on the earth, the excitement of what's about to happen. So he says, someone mightier is coming. Someone mightier is coming. You know, I want us to think about this reality in, well, the holiday season. You know, so much of our lives are full of a lot of, well, anticipation and hustle and bustle and running here and flying there and doing these different things. But often Christmas can feel like a season of anxiety. Anxiety can come either by trying to get all the preparations ready or maybe anxiety comes with like what we can't afford and what we don't have. And maybe anxiety comes because we're going to see the family member that, well, it brings up a lot of anxiety in us and fear or brings up memories or maybe a loss of a marriage or a loss of a loved one. And that can happen. But what I want you to re- realize is that Christmas, Advent, is about Jesus coming on the scene, One who is mightier than you. One who, who you know, I don't have the wisdom to know what to do. Well, there's someone mightier coming. Well, I don't have all the means to make this happen. It's okay. Someone mightier is coming. Well, I don't know how it's all going to work out. It's okay. Someone mightier is coming on the scene. You can get ready. You don't have to have it all together. He is coming. So this is really good news. And I want us to kind of finish with this last scripture. And it's in Philippians 4, chapter 6. And we've read this before, but I love how the Amplified Version reads it. It says, don't be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, make your request known to God. And this is how it says it by prayer and petition. And with Thanksgiving, you hear that bear with prayer and petition and Thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. I love that. It's not like this broad, Oh God, I just hope Christmas works out. (laughs) Oh God, I hope I don't gain any weight during Christmas. Oh God, I hope that it's, you know, I just do what you want me to do. No, no, Lord. I ask specifically that I would encounter your presence in a profound way this season. God, I ask specifically that my grandpa would come to know you. God, I ask specifically that I would be healed in my heart in this moment. And we ask prayer specifically. God, I ask you for a miracle to intervene this year in this moment. Ask him, make your request known. And then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, the peace that reassures the heart, the peace that transcends all understanding, that is peace which... Stands guard over our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. That's super cool. That means in the middle of Advent, in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of trying to prepare and all the things that happen, you know, I even had that moment this week where I just realized I was like rushing to wrap presents and package things and get things ready. And all of a sudden I was like feeling kind of locked into this moment. And all of a sudden I just thought, no, no, wait, wait, I love this. I love preparing. I love loving well. I love hosting. I love loving my family well in this moment. No, no, no. I'm not going to act like I'm a chain to this moment. No, no, no. I'm anticipating this moment. And not only that, the peace of God, it says in verse 7, will guard at the door, stand at the door of your heart. And this is what I want us to understand. In the season of joy, because with great anticipation, and great joy, He's coming, we can understand that with peace comes his protection to guard our peace in the middle of all this. So I have joy, passes my situation, passes my understanding, passes everything that's happening because I have a God who came in the middle of what I could not do, came on the scene, who was mightier than anything I could do, mightier than anything I could have. He was the one that intervened on my behalf. So this Christmas, this week, as we prepare for our final week of Advent, I want you to think about two things. Number one, Are you living in a supernatural joy that says, it's not about everything that's happening right or not happening, no, no, no. Joy that God with us, Emmanuel, he's on the scene. He's in the building, he's getting ready. But secondly, am I allowing his peace to steward over my life, to guard my heart, to guard the door of my heart, Then, in the middle of all this, as I think about things that are coming and anticipating, I go, God, you are the Prince of Peace. You've come to rule and reign in my heart. I trust you for my season, for my family, for my Christmas. And I thank you that you have come and you will come. You did exactly what you said you would do and you will do what you said you would do. And we love you for that. Thank you for coming, Jesus. And we anticipate your birth as we celebrate it next week.
0: Okay, that concludes part three of our Advent series, The Candle of Joy. Man, how great was that? We only have one more part left. We have a fourth and final candle, the candle of love that we will be uh, hitting in the very next episode. So you won't want to miss that. That's going to wrap up this series of Advent and always just such a great time uh, to kind of revisit these candles and just this week by week process of anticipating Christ's coming and all that that represents—it's so amazing, and it's just, man, we can we can rest in the fact that God came to be here and came to to be in the midst of His people. And uh, so, wherever you are, thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you, and if you would take a minute. Would you rate and review this podcast? Would you take a minute and just share on iTunes or wherever you're listening? Uh, Maybe take a screenshot, post it on your social media and just share it. Uh, We would love, we always love hearing uh, how the podcast impacts you, maybe where you're listening from, things like that. And we have some really, really great things coming up that we're planning for 2023 with the podcast. So... Again, um, make sure you stick with us. Make sure you subscribe if you are not already a subscriber so that you don't miss an episode. And before we leave, I just want to remind you two things. Don't forget to sign up for the I Dream Big Bible Study at TruthTheTable.com. And one uh, last thing here. If you heard about our author school that we are doing, uh, our enrollment is closing very soon. So if that's something that you looked into, uh, that you previously applied for, uh, it's not too late, uh, but the door is closing soon. We are filling up. There's only a handful of spots left. So uh, go to Havala's Authorschool.com and you can check that out and get in before uh, we close it up for this class. All right. Thank you so much again for listening and we will see you next week.